You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. Today's show is exploring the idea that building professional skills outside traditional environments of learning might actually be better than those institutions, schools, university, vocational training centres, at equipping entrepreneurial folk with the skills to succeed. Angus Buchanan's the co-founder and creative director of Buchanan Studio, a creative practice based here in London. Angus started out doing work experience for photographer Mario Tostino, aged just 16. After graduating, he skipped university in favour of learning in the field, from big-budget photo shoots to set design, while working on global luxury brand campaigns for the likes of Dior, Burberry and Versace. With years of valuable experience and an urge to take more control of creative decisions, he partnered with his wife, Charlotte, and began to assemble a team. Together, the pair run Buchanan Studio, offering services that include interior design, creative and art direction, and branding. They recently launched a product line as well. So how do you navigate from doing work experience to running your own shop? And what are the advantages of learning by doing rather than from the pages of a textbook? Well, here is Angus with more on his journey. I started when I was really young. I started at school when I was 16. And at that age, you know, eyes wide open, but you don't really know what's going on. And I was sort of very fortunate to get work experience, but I never did university or anything. I sort of went straight into work. Having not had a a sort of traditional education and university and, and all of those sort of elements that all of the amazing people that now work for us have got, you know, incredible knowledge of building up plans and drawing and technical ability. You know, my technical ability is it's really poor, but my ability to kind of see a problem, deal with it quickly, sort of put me in really good stead in terms of how we now approach projects. But having not had all of that definitely hasn't held me back because along the way I've been able to sort of work with amazing people that could do the drawing. And I did used to do it myself. I used to hand draw various bits and pieces slowly, but at the time I was only doing a few projects, so it was okay. The more projects we take on, the more I realise that I need all of that that backup and you know those amazing people to be able to scheme things up very quickly, draw things very quickly. But I think it's allowed me to take on bigger projects than I might have done if I had just learnt slowly and been a bit more sort of nervous to to progress in that sort of traditional way. Be brave enough to jump straight into these really big projects because I'd sort of seen the people I'd be dealing with and I'd sort of seen the money that might have been behind them. I think budgets is often a really terrifying thing. If you've suddenly got a very big budget and you haven't had one before, it's a very scary thing of how you kind of carve that up and how you deal with it. But I was exposed to those big budget sort of set design moments from a very young age. So that was less daunting. So maybe if I'd had the traditional university, you don't get to see that side of it. You kind of don't do the practical, you do the theory. Whereas I've been doing the practical for so long that it's it's kind of become second nature now. My wife, Charlotte, was employed and had a great career in talent procurement and talent broker, essentially. And I was doing it on my own. And I'd come from my set design background. I was starting to do more and more interiors. But I was overwhelmed. I was, you know, having too much projects and I was turning things down. And it took Charlotte to say, look, there's something here. Like, we've got a bit of a, a bit of a USP and you've got a bit of a different look and you've got a bit of a thing. But, you know, you're drowning in in work and stress and everything else. So it it really took her to say, right, I'm going to quit my job and we're going to start this thing 
And we said to each other at the time, we said, let's give it six months to see if we can work together, see if we can sort of shape a business. And if after six months it hadn't worked, you know, I'll go back to, <laughs> I'll go back to employment. I would have carried on doing it as a sole trader. But it sort of did work. And she put all these systems in place. I've never been employed. I've only ever been freelance and working people. So I, I didn't have that knowledge of setting up practices and good working practice in an environment with employees and lots of people. I just hadn't come from that. So it needed her to do all of those, but also her vision of what the company should be and how we would go from sort of here to there. I'm very much looking at the day-to-day and she's looking at, you know, five years ahead and planning all of that for the business. So, you know, it took her entrepreneurial step to kind of say, actually, let's take this creativity and let's take all these ideas and make them into something. But we'd also both witnessed my parents doing it. So I grew up in a family where my parents worked together and had a business together selling garden furniture, which was wonderful. You know, I loved actually watching them do it. And I'd sort of seen the pitfalls of (laughs) where they'd maybe made mistakes and they worked from home and, and we had this sort of setup at home, which customers would come and look at and see the products and so on. And so I think that for me was one of their maybe mistakes. It was too close to home. So we've always been very much take it out of the home you know have an external office and have an external studio and then try and keep an element of home is home work is work and I think more than anything the way that it works as a husband and wife is when you have separate roles you know I very much deal with the creative side of things and I'm much more involved in in the day-to-day sort of client interface and Charlotte's very much involved in the business and the strategy and what's going on sort of next step and where's the next project coming from it's almost like we're in two different sides of the business. But it also, more than anything, you know, we've got shared highs and shared lows. So we can share the successes and, and share the lows and hopefully help each other. We don't take on too much work. You know, we're, we're quite selective, I think, in the, in the jobs we do. We want those jobs that we can have an element of the theatrical and have an element of surprise and excitement. Those are the projects that we particularly seek. And if someone comes to us with an amazing proposal, it's like, yes, this is something we could really get involved in and apply all of that background into an interior, which is great. I've always loved making things in that process. And then we do it day to day for our clients anyway, whether we're designing sort of bespoke furniture for a restaurant or a house, whatever it might be. So I think for us to then launch things like our studio chair, We'd had this idea for a while that we wanted to do this chair and we wanted to get into fabrics and printing and so on. You know, it's during lockdown. And it, yeah, it finally gave us the opportunity to do it. And, and the studio chair was the first one that we'd kind of launched and did. And we loved it. And we thought, well, maybe a few people might like it. Well, hopefully someone might love it. And it, it kind of took off from there. And now we're sort of moving into other products and, and more fabrics. And it's, it's really exciting. I think it's a lovely thing to be able to see progress and if we have a great idea, we can hopefully have a few other people might like it too. What we deem to be the key items for a room or for a house or, you know, that people might use in their life and sort of lovely, beautiful objects that we want. And, and we've indeed, are, we've often described our house as a graveyard of prototypes because it's, it's full of all these things we've tried and experimented and tinkered with. So I think we will continue on that path of, you know, we've, we've just launched a dining table because we wanted one. So we made our perfect dining table and We've now, you know, dining chairs are probably a next logical step and it'll sort of roll on like that of what we think we need in our lives and those sort of one special item for that particular genre of furniture. So we'll hopefully continue to do elements like that.
That was Angus Buchanan, creative director of Buchanan Studio. You can learn more about their practice at buchanan.studio. And that's all for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. In the meantime, do look out for the main show, The Entrepreneurs, is available every Wednesday. Eureka was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Dewars. Listen again and do find out more at monocle.com or follow us and catch up with the archive via your preferred podcast platform. To contact the team, drop a note to Laura. She's on lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye and thanks for listening to Eureka.